This is the Dennis Miller Option. Your source of opinions, stories, and laughs from comedian and inactivist Dennis Miller, his guy Friday Christian Blatt, and superstar producer Lindsay Floyd. And now, it's him, Dennis Miller. Hey, folks, uh, let me take this hoodie off. Right now, Dennis is taking off a hoodie. He's going to look just like Dennis Miller, but without the hood. Just a second. I took my hoodie off. <laughs> and uh, oddly enough, I was wearing it on my crotch, the hoodie. <laughs> and uh, you and the missus like to play Unabomber, or uh, what was going on with the hoodie? Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Pushing the sexual envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are we doing today, for God's sake? Would you like me to tell you? I could tell you. I could tell you. Yeah. You're going to chat with in. the one, the only, Mr. Frank Caliendo. Beautiful. Beautiful. When I saw Frankie Caliendo in the garden against Carmen Basillo at 146, he was fucking thing of beauty. I love, I love <laughs> Caliendo. <laughs> you, Frank Caliendo, and David Spade will all be performing in Denver on February... Uh, September 12th. February. February. Yeah. Jesus, I thought I had February off. I had eliminated nope. it on my calendar. It was down to a mere 12 month. We have to do 12 shows that month. <laughs> but now I've got to put it back. We refer to February here as the Baker's Dozen Month. Yeah. And uh, oddly enough, 32 days in February. So although you haven't heard <laughs> of it, it also is our longest month. Um, I'll take uh, Cracker Barrel Logic for 40, Alex. <laughs> What is this ship? This is like, uh, I always hear the theme from Exodus when I watch this, uh, where they wouldn't let that ship dock with all... Oh, the cruise called? ship? With, uh, yeah, but uh, years ago there was a movie with Paul Newman about... Uh, the Color of Money? The Birth of Israel. Oh. And uh, they wouldn't let anybody dock in a ship. And then there was something called Ship of Fools. Remember when the uh, Jewish people were shuttled around the world? Nobody would let them dock. There's a pretty good movie about that. And I can see that there's a cruise ship. Can you imagine? I guarantee you somewhere in that cruise ship, there's a guy whose wife wanted to do this Yeah. before all this. And he said, oh, we don't want to go on, we a, don't want to go on a cruise. cruise. And, she, you know, before coronavirus. And uh, she said, no, no, it'll be fun. Let's try it. And he said, oh, Christ, honey, really? Can't we go to Vegas? No, no, let's try the cruise. And now... Can you imagine them in that tight well, cab and him she, just saying, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she that probably, I am going under the Golden Gate Bridge for the <laughs> fifth time now. See that out there, honey? That's Alcatraz. I might as well be on that fucking island feeding starlings and wrens out of an eyedropper. That's how in prison I am right now. But, she says, I'll quit your whining. <laughs> How many of these people in the cruise prison do you think would uh, still cash in a voucher if after they get off the ship? Like, don't worry, we'll give you a free cruise uh, somewhere down the line. Virus. <laughs> Exciting and new. All aboard. It's beyond the flu. Corona. Still will be with Ted Lange as your CDC bacteriologist taking another. They have uh, Gavin uh, McLeod comes out in that uh, waistcoat that he wore. Uh, you know, the most fat ass guy in the world wearing a waistcoat as the captain for his <laughs> white tie dinners. Sure. And it's a hazmat, waist, waist suit, hazmat suit. 
you know, trying to act all debonair. Yeah. I always loved it when every few episodes they'd act like Gavin McLeod was getting laid. Murray from the Murray Tyler Moore show. With all I mean, of a sudden a player. Yeah, there's only a finite yeah, amount of men on that ship. Somebody had to be interested. Because yeah, women would call the purser to their office for some sort of FedEx hookup on the high seas and gopher would come and they'd go, okay, I guess I have to fuck the bald <laughs> fat captain. Virus. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting and new this week. Uh, who would be on? Who is the tall chick on... Uh, I can see this week coming on Fred Gwynn and Rue McClanahan, oh. all aboard. They're expecting you in ICU. Look at this cruise <laughs> ship. Can you imagine you're trying to draw solace from this and, uh, you know, the fact you don't want to be on this boat, much less for the rest of your life. You didn't even want to take the four-day cruise. And now you're the poor bastard who goes <laughs> up. To drive go-karts on the Lido deck. But honey, I have a coupon. Uh, All right, we'll go, we'll go. You, you catch Corona five days in from the crew night when they drove go-karts. And it was won by uh, James Wong <laughs> from, from Wuhan. Nobody sure. put it all together then, nope. but he won crew night go-kart races <laughs> and left a little, little uh, you know. Andromeda stank, stank on <laughs> You're up there racing alone, pretending you're dead. You know what? Uh, I'm sorry. If it's the end of the world, we got to laugh on I our way out. Uh, literally, this world it could be ending in the next two yeah. weeks. Everybody knows that. And yeah. Christ, do you really want to go out hangdog? No. Powered in your house? I want to go out at spring training, watching some home runs. So, mm -hmm. uh, you, know? you know there are nutters out there <laughs> who are just in a corner somewhere. And yeah, but listen, I'm not saying you can't get me. I'm going to spring training. This it might get me. I don't know. Something's going to get you. I what do we got? We're at 29 dead, right? Yeah. In America. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christ, dude. There's been 29 people dying in this country over the last two months over from from realizing their career deposited an amount of doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, flu. You know, you know what? Exciting and new. This uh, story reminded me of uh, someone oh, that I'm friends with who uh, I, I won't say their name, but uh, they were thinking oh, of taking a cruise around the world blue. for an entire year. Do you remember I've somebody that might have been considering doing such a thing? What's that? I was just saying, this story reminds me of somebody that I knew who wanted to take a cruise around the world for a year and uh, decided against it. And uh, I am uh, probably thinking that that person's probably glad he didn't do that. Well, right after this is over, you can get a deal on that. <laughs> That's true. So That's I'm glad I waited. Yeah. Because <laughs> this will end. Either the world will end or they'll figure this out. One of the two. One of the the two. world ends. What am I going to do? Sit here and fucking want the world not to end and that'll cure it? I want you to talk the to The world me. ends. Uh, they'll take these cruise ships, put them in dry dock. <laughs> they'll bring the, uh, you know, the post-Clinton spooge squad in with their Ghostbuster suits. And yeah. Clean these things up with some sort of uh, who are you going to call? Jizz blasters. <laughs> well, I can't think of a more fitting way to let you know that uh, we're now connected with Mr. Frank Caliendo, who I don't oh, I think is on. I do hope he's not on that cruise ship that we've been talking about. <laughs> Frank, 
<laughs> uh, Jizz Blasters destroyed me. <laughs> I was just thinking, Frank, when I was a kid, uh, I, I did some cruise ships. And somewhere on this cruise ship, there's a poor fuck comedian who was suicidally. I had to take a cruise ship booking anyway. And, uh, you know, he's on there with Ann Ranking doing a retroactive thing on her career. <laughs> like, he was depressed when he got on the ship, thinking, Christ, I thought I'd be on Conan at least by now. And now he's trapped off San Francisco, <laughs> oh, like God. Bob Stroud in Birdman of Alcatraz, <laughs> looking up at the Coit Tower, thinking, fuck, I'm in for 1200 a week on this shit box. Uh, anyway, Frank Caliendo, how are you? <laughs> it's funny. One of the guys who opens for me, George Cantor, is out on a ship right now, I believe, and I haven't heard from him for a while. Oh, so, man. You know. Can you imagine being so screwed on a ship? And so, you know, on your fourth day of eating that strawberry rhubarb shortcake four times a day at the dining hall, that you're actually praying that you'll hit an iceberg and go down. <laughs> Do you uh, think it's so bad you start hanging out with the juggler? <laughs> Oh, no, not that bad. No, no, not that. Wait, folks, there's the ultimate indignity. Frank just went to it like a uh, like a divining rod to the Pacific Ocean. Catch, if, yeah, sure, catching corona is bad. Catching it off the juggler. A chainsaw? How many, how many deaths are there from chainsaws? We get that normal. How, how about we get that narrated by Morgan Freeman? <laughs> and that's when they realized that chainsaw deaths were affecting five <laughs> the amount of knife deaths in this country. Imagine you go to see the Karamazovs at the public theater, and they give him three items to juggle, and ones to, and and the irony of him not cutting his arm off with the active end of the saw, but rather dying from the corona <laughs> on the handle. <laughs> it truly. It, it boggles the imagination. All right, listen, I think Frank and I are doing something coming up. Let me find this on my uh, dealio. Christian, you tell me. Aren't we? Aren't Frank and I yeah, doing so, something Yeah, uh, so you, Frank, and Mr. David Spade will be at the Belco Theater in Denver, Colorado on Saturday, September 12th. Well, listen, September 12th, folks, if the world is ended by then, we're all dead <laughs> from this thing, I still want you to queue up. You, yeah. you can get a nice thing over on StubHub and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Frank. It's it's so weird to me that I was just looking at the uh, and and I'll get off this because you're a comedian. I don't want to get you into this shit. Anything you say about this, it looks like you could care less. You know what? I, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm actually into it. If you want to keep going, because I we we talked about it on our podcast that's coming out this week a little bit. Oh, good, it's just good. I it's I'm I'm usually fearful about a lot of stuff, but and I'm a little scared about this in some ways. But yeah. I, I I was listening in before I came in, and I feel the same way. There's what are you going to do? Just shut Nothing. down? It no. just doesn't seem realistic. And I guarantee you, the moment this is over, and I'm going to guess somewhere in mid-July, uh, Brian Stelter on CNN is going to say that the new thing is a killer asteroid that's attracted to orange hair. <laughs> That'll be the next fact. The, the, the um, analogy I've made is that it feels like the world's biggest weather report. It's a storm <laughs> coming in. right? When a hurricane's on the way... What do they do? It's going it, it, to it, get out of Miami, get out of Florida. Oh, it missed us. Or it might right. hit. But, you know, it's one of those things where you're, they go out there and they give you information, piece after information piece. And you're just like, like 
I don't know what what can I do. There's nothing I can do, and then right. we find out. We'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, well, I've made some modification. Obviously, I'm no longer vaping the coronavirus spore, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking getting out of that habit before this whole thing hit the fan, just and, and for the vaping part. And I'm not a huge political. I'm kind of. I, I don't know if I'm apolitical. I'm kind of in the middle somewhere. And I always tell people, I'm, if I don't like the labels, but I probably fit in the the libertarian thing somewhere. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know, socially a little more, quite a bit more liberal probably, and then fiscally a little more conservative somewhere That's in there. Me, but with, right there, with the understanding that I have to acquiesce at some points, right? That I, I know that I'm going to get taxed and said, I'm not a person who's like, no taxes ever. But that wouldn't work. That's crazy. Frank, but, you just, uh, that's me. Uh, yeah, you I, just, uh, we're the same guy then. Yeah. I mean, I could tell by our wordsmithing. <laughs> <laughs> I just marvel at the words you come up with as I've, I'm what, 46 or something right now. And the words don't come to me as quickly as they used to. I used to have, that's why I've always had some problems with like Stephen A. Smith and stuff like that, trying to figure out some of those words that you're one of those types of people that just can find those words in your mental Rolodex and spit them out. And I can't, well, you know, it. I've always aspired to be as a recondite as Stephen A. Smith, you know, that <laughs> and that's a sentence I had to look up. <laughs> I have to say that the virtuosity in which you prepared that content is difficult in my mindset. So forth. See, I can't, I have to think about that stuff for a while. Uh, well, listen, I can tell you, it, 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 it won't come to you yet. It only, let's see, when did the uh, illiterate uh, vocabulary come to you? I think I was around 52, and I realized my career was as stuck as Sinatra's pre From Here to Eternity. I curled up in a quasi-fetal <laughs> position, and, and I went down on a thesaurus like Ron Jeremy, and that's when I got all this, this gift of gab. So. <laughs> Let me tell you about my secret weapon for learning new things and getting ahead. It's hard to find time to sit down to read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There is an incredible app that solves this problem. I highly recommend that I use it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is truly unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information, from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book and get them quickly. So you can start using that info right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library. From self-help, business, health, to history books, Blinkist has the latest titles from the bestseller list, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read, but have never had time to. I am reading The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss right now, and appropriately enough, for something that prunes back your work week, I've pruned back the book to Blinkist, and I get it all in 15 minutes, and that's what I like about Blinkist. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library, condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Dennis, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist. 
spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Dennis to start your free seven-day trial. You also save 25% off, but only, only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash Dennis. And I thank you. Now, listen, they're going after Trump, Frank, and this just kills me that uh, I remember Trump, I think, early on. Listen, Trump's constantly looking for a reason to shut down travel from the other parts of the world, for God's sakes. He's he's been doing this for years. And By the way, Dennis, we did one thing. We did something amazing. We shut we shut down travel from Mars. Nobody is traveling. <laughs> there is no longer going to be any interplanetary travel. I've disallowed it. The Martians, the there the, and there's a lot of good little Martians. <laughs> there's a lot of great Martian people. Do you remember the one from the Warner Brothers cartoon who looked through the telescope? Fantastic yes, Martian, yes. funny voice, almost like. Uh, What's his name? John C. Riley. <laughs> sounded very John C. Riley-ish. By the way, uh, on, the, on, the, on my podcast, we also came up on accident with the John C. O'Reilly factor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you right here's the talking points it. memo, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got to do that for Bill. Sometime you'll fall. Out, but uh, now listen. Here's an interesting one, Frank. I, I saw a signal flare go up. We're talking to Frank Caliendo, and uh, he and Spade and I will be September 12th, Belco Theater, Denver, Colorado. Uh, let's pitch something else too, Frank. What do you? Where are you at coming up? What do you got? Give me a couple things. Uh, Aurora, uh, give me your website. They can go uh, to FrankOnStage.com is where I'll be. Uh, Aurora, Illinois, uh, at the Paramount Theater. Got something to Lake Tahoe coming up as well. Beautiful. Um, okay, but they can go to the main mothership yeah, Frank, of stage.com. Yeah, and the podcast is the Caliendocast, caliendocast.com. Frank, have me on there sometime. I'd love, I'd love to. to. I'm just that. scared yeah, to ask. No, come on. I'm geez, always afraid I'd to ask people. Now, why does... Me too, Frank. Geez, we are the same. Because honest to God, every time I get something, I think, should I call a friend? I go, Christ, I feel like my friendship's predicated on them. Uh, in addition to other charms I might have, but uh, me never, I, I don't like bracing people like that. You know, it, it feels I, like a violation of the friendship code. Well, people make fun of me because of the way I, I put things out there. I'm like, I'd really love to have you. No pressure. Don't worry about it. If you can't do it. And they feel like I'm almost feeling like I'm obligated to ask them. I'm like, no, no, I just don't want you to feel badly no. if you can't do it or don't want to because some people just don't want to so that's like the single guy who never gets laid you know he puts so many things in there that's me politeness and all that, that that's me eventually as a he notices. booker <laughs> now why is billy clinton speaking of getting laid perpetually why does <laughs> i'm trying to think why bill clinton raises his head out of the whack-off mall game last week <laughs> with this uh with this uh well, this Mia Mia Kama about uh, <laughs> the, the, the Lewinsky incident, and I think it m- might be setting the stage for Hillary. What did you make of Clinton's? Uh, well, appearance? I just yeah, I just gotta. You just every once in a while, you just gotta show up and make sure people know what you've done and that you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? It was all about. Uh, it was about the anxiety. Uh, anxiety. Yeah, you could take pills or <laughs> for Christ's sake, a lot of people guy... smoke. A lot of people smoke marijuana, which I, I didn't inhale. But we, a lot of people don't smoke, smoke marijuana. They smoke marijuana. 
I'll go to the cigar box. Uh, <laughs> he easy. whacked off more than somebody in a fire challenge on Survivor, for Christ's sake. <laughs> it was a tiebreaker on the Viver. Um, you know, Frank, it, it was funny to me. I finally, uh, isn't this funny how people stick in your head in certain ways? I finally watched The Irishman, which I'd heard oh. mixed things about, but it's streaming. So the other night I'm on Netflix, eh, maybe around a week ago, to be honest, and I, I flip it on. I, I, I didn't make the whole thing. I, it, really? I just found it. I, uh, at the end, when he was still old again, and I sensed they were going to spend the last half hour with, uh, you know, uh, him with the bedpans and the old folks home, I just thought I got to bail out of this. But as I watched it, I could not help but think of your voice, <laughs> De Niro and Pacino, since you've so nailed Butch and the Kid over the years. Well, the the deal of with that is they aged their, you know, they de-aged their faces, but they were still on the old people bodies. <laughs> and <laughs> did you hear some of the stuff that Scorsese had to have them? He's like, no, get up, get up, get up, like you're you're, you're thirty five. You can't get up like you're one hundred seven. You can't do that. You know? What do you mean? I'm trying to move. <laughs> Huh? Have you seen the killers? Huh? Huh? And then when De Niro's kicking the guy's like, eh, eh, okay, I'm kicking you. I'm trying to kick you right now. But can we get a body double? Why don't they body double him? Like, okay, hey, 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 hey. I'm gonna kick you with my walker. I'm gonna walker you. I am walkering you. Huh? Huh? You feel that? Huh? I'm using all my strength, all oh, my blood boy. pressure. You know what I love about Frank Christian is that uh, he and Carvey, I've often said, listen, there are, God bless Rich Little, uh, I find it more like Bob Hope was doing impressions, though, because what he brought to each one, and, and really, he was a great entertainer, I'm not putting it down, but it, it didn't really work for my more sardonic sense of humor. When I talk to Frank and Dana, the things are so eerily uh, spot-on sound-wise. And then you mix in the, the pissy sardonics of it, and it, it really... Well, uh, Dana's it, the... It, we've talked to this before, and I, that's how I met Dana was through you, and I've talked to him many times since then. Um, but he's the one that I... When I was younger, and I was not even that much younger, but when I was watching him, I go, he's not just doing an impression. He's created a character around the impression, which I don't know if anybody had really done before Dana mm -hmm. to that level. People would do, like you said, Bob Hopian jokes. Mm -hmm. um, and Dana wasn't doing jokes. He was making fun from the situation and creating it out of there. And I actually have a friend who I work with. Like, I'm sorry to keep bringing up the podcast, but John Holmberg, who's no, on the no, podcast. Let me bring it up. FrankCalendoCast.com. Yeah. C-A-L-I-E-N-D-O. Yeah, and if you can't spell Caliendo, it's the letter C, the word alien, and the word do. Think about that for a second. <laughs> oh, By wow. the way, the Martians are still not coming in. No Martians. They're not bad people. They're not bad. It's nothing against them being green. Kermit the Frog Green. I love Kermit. Oh. It's not easy being green. A lot of people know that. So... Uh, but Holmberg and I will start going back and forth. We sometimes, and I don't do a great Bernie. He does a really great Bernie. But we eventually had, we had Bernie Sanders on the bicycle with ET, touching fingers, giving out Reese's pieces to people. <laughs> I I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure how we did that. Uh, it was one of those. It was one of those with just giving Reese's pieces to everybody. Turn on, turn on your hot light. Turn on your hot light. Uh, that's what the mine starts turning to Jackie Mason. What am I supposed to do? Even here, what is this about? Oh, oh, Caddyshack 2 was a fantastic movie. 
Christ, my cheeks are hurting. Um, you know, when people always say uh, my uh, jaw's hurting, I always get my cheeks too because I am constantly just crying through my eyes at some of this stuff. And it, it, it really, it's funny when you leave a cat like Frank, Brian Regan, Dana. There's a few guys you walk but, away and you literally feel a little beat have up. Have I ever done the Brian Regan impression for you? No. Gonna, gonna, no. You got, hey, gonna, gonna do this now, Dennis. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Dennis, do, hey, gonna, gonna do Dennis Miller podcast. He asked me to do it. Hey, I, 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 somebody said I was gonna do it, so I decided to do it, you know. Okay. Okay, Donut Lady. Hey, on Krypton, the big red one was the sun. Superman didn't have the same powers. Came the yellow sun. Got the bigger powers here. That's it. That's where he came. By the way, we are allowing Kryptonians. They're immune to all our diseases and they're going to save us. Kal-El. Terrell's gone. Kal-El, fantastic. General Zod. General Zod, the grunting guy. Can't remember him. And the oh, Richard Pryor moment. The Richard Pryor was in Superman 4, I believe. The Quest for Peace. No, The Quest for Peace. I'm not sure. I don't think I, I made it to 4. No, Pryor was, uh, showed up Mr. in 4? Pre- Mr. President, it was Superman 3 that Richard Pryor was Fake in. news. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> I'm making you're it right. up. No, you're right. It was Superman 4. By the way, uh, by the way, the fake media... <laughs> We've solved, we've we've cured the coronavirus. He's always doing that too. He's got to stop that though, right? Like I'm not a I'm not an attacker on everything. That stuff drives me crazy when everybody goes after everything because it just doesn't. But he does do those things where we fixed it, everything's ready to go, it's <laughs> yeah, all fine. Did, like, uh, and he's been watching too much Dennis, listening to too much Dennis Miller. It's like a Dustin Hoffman in Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say? I do take too much back to movies, so I'm guilty. I plead guilty. <laughs> no, it's that. great. I love it. That's it. That's, that's my favorite. Um, you know, Frank, when you did Brian Regan, it reminds me that uh, I always think that uh, uh, Brian uses a Steinbeck of Mice and Men template for his act, in that the little guy in Of Mice and Men sets the joke up, and then he goes into the Lenny voice. Uh, oh. You know, the, the, the big. He always pays it off with the. Uh, it's like Simon Bar Sinister sets the joke up, and then Todd pays it off on the back end. It is funny when you kind of st- when you start to analyze how people do stuff, and as when you do impressions, that's a lot of what you do. I whenever I'm around Harlan Williams, I just look at things around the room and lay and say them. So it's like, hey there, buddy, there with your TV on diet, Dr. Pepper sitting next to the espresso ping pong paddle, duct tape in your way onto the Ross glue from Elmer's. Hey there, can you figure out that, won't you now? Hey, can I get around? <laughs> so, so Harlan is the first cop on the scene of a crime before the, all the, the, the evidence gets sullied by the, uh, the crew coming in. He notices absolutely everything. Oh, he would talk- be Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah, Sherlock that'd be a funny place to put him. <laughs> hey there, Watson, take a look over here. The bullet trajectory coming from a 35-degree angle. You see in the, uh, a piece of a little bit of lint coming off of someone's lapel on the way down. Some lipstick from the night before, maybe entertaining an escort. There you go. <laughs> There's a new framing for the great Harlan Williams. All right, I have some in-law birthdays coming up and i'm trying to think what should i get my mother-in-law i need the perfect gift and then i came up with it for our old friends over at skylight frame for a really special birthday gift a wedding gift that a bride and groom will cherish forever you've got to check out skylight frame 
Skylight Frame is a touchscreen photo frame you can update instantly by email. Friends and family can email beautiful moments that they've captured, send them right to the frame, and they'll appear in seconds. You can also preload the Skylight Frame with your favorite photos from a wedding or a more personalized gift the bride and groom will love it. Skylight is also a great gift for your mom or mom-in-law. If you constantly have your mother-in-law asking for more photos, and I do, you can now send them to the Skylight Frame and they will appear instantly. Skylight's super easy to use. I'm a Luddite and I set it up in under 60 seconds. You just plug in, connect to Wi-Fi, enjoy. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your Skylight, they offer you a full refund. Now, as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code MILLER. That's right, to get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, and then you can send yourself a picture of you smiling immediately that you've saved the 10 bucks. go to skylightframe.com and enter code MILLER. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code Miller, and I thank you. We're joined by Frank Caliendo. He'll be performing with Spade and I Saturday, September 12th at the Belco Theater in Denver, Colorado. And can you imagine this podcast every week? Frank Caliendo cast.com. You said Homburg. I'm not hip to the guy. Homburg. He- uh, yeah. Um, Lovitz calls him Herr Homburg. <laughs> Is Lovitz he came a to comedian, my house and- an impressionist, a radio guy who does tons of impressions? And he's the number one radio guy here in, in Arizona, in Phoenix, and uh, it's especially for men. But he's he does tons and tons of impressions, and we end up riffing all the time. Uh, and he's he's like me and Carvey, where it's not straight-up impressions. It's a right. lot of creating the characters out of them. But we'll just start riffing all sorts of stuff in between the two of us, and that's where... That's oh where a God. lot of the stuff. We just take topical stuff like we did today, and we'll start doing Trump back and forth, and you won't even know which one's trumping. Well, if he's in Phoenix, he might have been there. If he's the number one show, he might have been there for a while. Did he get a pass through with Chuckles Barkley? Do you guys have dueling Barkleys or your Barkley unmatched? Well, but, he's, got uh, a very, he's, got the, he's got the greatest Barkley in the world. He's very, <laughs> very good. There's a lot of guys that can do it. Holmberg is very, is, is amazing. He's a, he's, it's, a, it's got a little a lot of there's another uh, guy lance zerline in houston who's very very good and not a lot of people do it but that's the thing you look at it like this dennis when someone says hey you're gonna do chuck i say yes that's what it's all about and it when LeBron says he's not going to play if there's no fans, shut up, knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> the TV contracts are where all the money is. Play no. for those fans watching. Except for the ones on Mars. <laughs> we, can't, we cannot have Mars watching our basketball players. Isn't that, isn't that the premise? <laughs> oh, Frank. Hey, Frank. Um, have you? I'm trying to think. I know Charles. He must laugh at it. Uh, oh yeah. He's, have you ever done? Have you ever done it in front of Jordan? Uh, he must cave in his. No, uh, the, never. The other, I never. Or, I never have. Um, yeah. So, oh my. I'm just Charles trying to think of hoop players. Uh, Charles, Frank, you got to keep doing it. Why is that? Because every time you do it, I end up making more money. <laughs> I don't even understand why. <laughs> I get a new commercial every time somebody airs something you do. It's crazy. 
What about, uh, you know, who's going to make some clan this year? He's already taken $10 million out of the uh, Raider organization each year. And trust me, uh, the, the reason they have that much money freed up is the owner is not getting haircuts at this point. <laughs> but uh, Gruden in Vegas is just going to print money. Tell you what, man. He's like Danny Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got Oceans Oceans 13, man. That's how good it is, man. Oceans 14, 15, 16, 52, the man. The route roster, tree. Man. 53, 54. We're changing it, man. 52-card pickup. Hey, you want to you ever go to the high-limit slots, man? I love those things. I went to Aerosmith with Gruden a couple weeks ago. <laughs> no. That's real. Check my Instagram. Check it. Oh, my it's, God. It, it, it was unbelievable. I text his guy, Jeff Leonardo, uh, who's his right-hand man, and I can never remember his name either, so I have to go through the Ninja Turtles. But I text Leonardo, and he's like, he wanted me to go to a country concert the night before. I'm like, I can't. And they're like, then he's like, we can go. You can come to Aerosmith with us, with us possibly. We might have a ticket. So I hook up with them, and Gruden's just, uh, hey, man, how you doing, man? Listen, he pulls out his phone. Gruden pulls out his phone, and he just goes, hey, I'm here at the Aerosmith concert with my good friend, John Gruden. He pulls it over to me. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the, he kept going, how's it going, Johnny? He kept calling me Johnny. Oh, my God. How you doing, Frank, Johnny? these are such surreal scenes, man. It's oh, so it, fun. It's it so fun, isn't it? Nothing else. And he's people don't realize how funny and likable of a guy he is, especially when you're in a circle. He, he plays. He is that Chucky guy. That happens. Yeah. That's a piece of him. And but a man. gamer, man. He loves the game. I give him that. At some point, you got to convince big guys to run into each other at a high rate of speed and dig the action. And Gruden certainly has that part. Uh, Frank's podcast, by the way, Frank Caliendo Cast.com. And Frank has shows coming up in Aurora, Illinois, Tahoe. Detroit Rock City, Atlantic City, and more. For ticket information, go to frankcaliendo.com. Speaking of uh, Gruden Sports, uh, we got the, uh, well, the earliest, sen- I-, I guess, free agent comes first. We got the draft coming up in under two months, I think. I don't know. It seems like there's a young kid who's kind of taken over, but the uh, Obi-Wan still is Mel Kuyper. I was watching the uh, Kuyper, and I was thinking you could certainly translate him to any sort of competitive bracketology in the collective culture, right? I'm talking about tremendous situation. Look at the different kinds of coffees <laughs> out in Seattle. They got the Starbucks situation. Uh, a lot of people think, hey, it's called Seattle's Best. I don't know about that. There's a lot of different <laughs> coffees. You go to Starbucks, you order a tall mocha latte frappuccino, no whip, make it light, which means you're going to use less than 2% milk, maybe a skim milk. Tremendous situation. Take off the calories. When you go for the mocha frappuccino, what, what you're really looking – the first time I did that on television, <laughs> Mel called me afterward, and people thought he was mad at me because he has uh, the way I describe him, uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. is he's a cross between Sam the American Eagle from the Muppets <laughs> and Count Chocula. <laughs> and he calls me, he's like, "Dude, tremendous job, Caliendo. I love the way you did everything. Uh, you, you really got all the different mannerisms down. You kind of had that angry scowl on your face, and nodding that Todd was incorrect, which he usually is, and then calling his name Todd, 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 Todd. He's like, you, you're working in Vegas. You ever worked in Vegas? Because I'm on the way out to Vegas, never been out there. Ever see Blue Man Group? Tremendous situation. <laughs> this guy's 
actually blue or they or they, or they just paint themselves that way. Because I, the I, I don't know where you're going to find a group of blue people at tremendous risk. And if you, like, if you're a blue person, you have to work on blue screen. What's going to happen? You could never be on Blue's Clues. You could have, there's a lot of things you couldn't do. Couldn't do the weather at a local oh, news station. God, Frank, I've got a headache. Oh, my God. You're hilarious. Uh, what about uh, speaking of uh, sports? character frozen hairdos that are frozen in carbonite like Han Solo. I thought it was really touching uh, when uh, your former Fox cohort, Jimmy, who seems like a good guy. I don't know Jimmy like you do, obviously, but uh, when he got into the hall live, he seemed genuinely dinged about it. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I, you know, I, my Jimmy Johnson is not. I, I always try to figure out That's what. That's okay. You, it's not like you're a chimp here for the impression. <laughs> tell me, what, tell me about Jimmy. Good well, guy. Yeah, you know, I, here's the weird thing. I don't know him that well either. Oh, you're kidding me, Frank? He was all, so the camaraderie seems so real. I just took it for no. He no. I, he was off. always pleasant and super nice, and but I didn't spend the amount of time with him that I would with Terry or Howie. I mean, he was always like I would bring my kids around. Uh, because they never knew how long that job would last. Right. And one of my kids would be, you know, to meet these famous Hall of Famers. And Jimmy, always pleasant, but you could always tell, eh, I've had that part of my life already, where Terry's like, hey, he's at the same level of reading as me. <laughs> <laughs> how old is he, five? <laughs> L- listen. He makes Barkley look like an Amish minister when it comes to <laughs> commerce. Trust me, Terry. Terry hits the Skinner box, pay me thing like nobody else, and he realizes that part of it is the same thing that happened years ago when Burt Reynolds made fun of him for not being smart at the Super Bowl. He ended up dining out on it years later, and he's got got to be north of two hundred in the bank from it. We're oh, talking absolutely. to Frank Caliendo at frankcaliendo.com for all the dates. And in closing, Frank, some of these are so spot on. That I defy anybody, if you were just outside the room, to tell if it's the guy or the gal, or I don't even know if you do anyone, if no, it's the guy really, no. or just Frank. But uh, there's, there's got to be one. Do you have one that you send up because you like it when people come to see you live and nobody gets it? Or- uh, yeah, I mean, there have been a few like that. Some that some take a while to catch on. I was doing Robert Downey Jr. at first. Mm-hmm. And and nobody was getting it. I was up there. Okay, do me a favor. Enjoy me. <laughs> I say he's a human Twitter feed, like 140 characters or less, and everything's about himself. Like he'd be giving out the Academy Award, which is supposed to be about the nominees, but turn it back to him. Like these people deserve your applause. Almost as much as I do. Hashtag awesome. <laughs> but I'll try and do like. There's some that are just voices. I, I years ago, I would do a ton of. Uh, I shouldn't say. It. Every once in a while, I'll throw in a Billy Crystal, and people are like, how do you even do Billy Crystal? I'm like, I had no idea I could even do it. It's one of those things that just <laughs> kind of happens. I've been doing Avengers. They, they, it's weird because you have to find the take on them, and I, it, there's not really a take on Captain America other than doing the speech five years ago. We lost all of us. You know, that kind of thing. And I, I got it. Understood it. Understood it. But bring it back to me. Okay. Snap the fingers. Thanos. Oh, hey, can my I, do God. we have another second? Yeah, Frank, please. Yes. <laughs> so one of my great, one of the greatest moments for me of all time was I brought my daughter to a thing called Ace Comic Con, one of the Comic Cons. Yeah, I go to the Comic Cons too. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm going to call him Steve Rogers. Chris Chris Evans was there, mm-hmm. and uh, Josh Brolin was there at the same one as well. Now I had video and audio as well of Josh Brolin saying that he and uh, that that he had listened. And watched me do uh, the George W. Bush impression, and that's where he got 
worked on it to get it for the movie W. Mm -hmm. So uh, we go to, we finally go to meet him. And this weird, there's this weird moment uh, where we went and took a picture with him, but I didn't say anything. And he looked at me like, do I know you? And then we kind of moved on. And then we went to talk to him later. And Chris Evans was there. By the way, uh, not it wasn't just uh, Josh Brolin. It was also Oliver Stone. The two of them <laughs> watched me. He's like, Oliver and I. And I was like, okay, this is the greatest, you know, one of the greatest clips I've, I could ever have. But uh, I'm talking to, to Josh Brolin, and my daughter had broken her elbow, and it wasn't healing. He's talking all about it. And Josh Brolin looks over to Chris Evans and goes, this guy was the inspiration for one of my roles. And Evans like, which role? And I was like, Thanos. And he's like, what? He goes, who are you? I go, Frank Callahan. He goes, oh, my God. And he starts quoting stuff from my act and doing. And my daughter thought I was the greatest dad in the world. Oh, my gosh. The the elbow healed up much more. (laughs) Chris Evans, I'm sure. And by the way, I just read this in Variety that they put uh, Jimmy Carville on a tanning bed and he's playing Red Skull in the next episode. (laughs) 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 All right, my friend. Anytime I can get a laugh like that out of a pro like Caliendo. That was too good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my brother. Good to talk to you. I'll see you in Denver. Thanks. All right. Frank (laughs) Caliendo. And uh, nice to catch a bolo punch on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when it's time to go. (laughs) Oh, the kids today with these impressions. Well, I think that uh, we can uh, can put this to bed. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Dennis Miller Option, exclusively on Westwood One. Tune in to new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on the Westwood One app, westwoodone.com, and on Apple Podcasts. And remember to rate, review, and share. Until next time, that's the show, and we are out of here. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. (laughs) 